welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS. How's everyone doing this week? Oh, tremendous. All right, all right. Yeah. It is, man. It is. Not, it is. not, not so good, man. Not Ooh. so good. Ooh. Oh, man. I mean, last week I was in the most magical place on earth. Now, yeah. It's not so not magical so now. now. Back, I to Back to reality. <laughs> Always the worst, right? But, um,. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, an interesting week um, for me to say the least. You know, I'll I'll, I'll save that for our other show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, DP, you got a lot of explaining to do, my friend. <laughs> got a lot of explaining to do to me. DP, but... why don't you explain? Why don't you explain how they can get in touch with us if they want to? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let's read that. Nerdcyclopedia.com, people. Make sure you're going on that website and getting all your favorite um, social media platforms where we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also TikTok. Um, listen to us on um, podcasts. We are on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, we are there. If you are watching us on YouTube, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure that you're hitting that subscribe button, hitting that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Uh, make sure you also share our um, you know, podcast and everything with all your friends and family. Um, also, make sure that you guys are going to um, or email us at nerdcyclopedia.com where we get all your good feedback and stuff. And if you're on Facebook, join our Facebook group, Carbonite Bounty BS, the Star Wars group, uh, where you see our favorite or, or your, um, our different posts and stuff on Star Wars and or, you know, this very good series that's out right now. And we're, you know, chiming in and out on feedback and stuff so there you go no man that's a great segue in this episode I mean. <laughs> oh, oh, hey. oh yeah shameless plug shameless plug my kickstarter is out right now the theme of thieves issue three if you like a good comic book mystery series time traveling all right that's a mixture of like lost the wire and also quantum leap make sure you are checking my kickstarter out um, go to kickstarter.com slash um, the theme of thieves. I'm right there. Or just go to theme of thieves.com. My um, link is right there. Um, and make sure that you are, you know, contributing to the campaign. We are 56% um, percent over uh, um, to goal. So we still got uh, about 20, about 23 days left on the campaign. So it's still time to, still time to um, contribute. And um if you guys have any questions, the link is on the bottom of the site. So themeofthieves.com, www.themeofthieves.com, everybody. So please go support his Kickstarter as well. Better fix that. Yeah, every, yeah I, you know, I mean, it's got a comment and everything, but, you know, we're not going to, you know. Uh, it's it's still a good no, no. Oh, no, I've embarrassed myself on the Internet. How will I ever? <laughs> no, no. You know, we're and the fact, the fact that said, I was like. I was so nervous that I, I had I had messed that up, and I was like, ah, it looks right. Oh, it looks right. Oh, oh, boom. All right, there it is. Oh, that's, 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 now, that's, <laughs> it's um. Oh, what the no. heck was that, guys? Live TV. It's all right. But no, guys. Before we get started about my um distaste for certain other Marvel projects or Disney projects, I feel so, um, so shocked already. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be shocked. I mean, I told you it was going to happen, but uh, no. On a, on a serious note, uh, we kind of just I hear, we just, just talk about something else. Uh, I feel like I've lost control of this show. Right, a, a little bit. Oh no! My hands are off the wheel, you, everybody. When you get to my review, then you have a lot of control. No, no. but no. Keeping this, keeping this. Um, before we actually jump into Star Wars, uh, some very serious news came out of us serious nerds that we wanted to take a moment and, and dedicate to um it's only right you know obviously this is a star wars show but we do on our nerd psycho comic flick show talk about other things but um yeah the sad news of um of kevin uh kevin conroy passing uh late last week was uh it's pretty tragic to us um to a lot of nerd people i mean you know we discussed it offline you know i grew up watching batman animated series is one of my favorite series i mean I, arguably i think it's the greatest animated show ever i mean the characters the episodes um it, it was just like a staple of my childhood so for you know his passing was, was really upsetting for us and um i know as far as from the star wars community i'm sure you guys have felt the same kind of you know hurt because it was a good show that i think we all grew up on so uh we just wanted to take a couple of moments to uh, basically have a moment of silence 
for uh, Kevin in his behalf, on his family's behalf. And um, we uh, just want to let him know that his family and, you know, him, wherever he is, is in our prayers and in our thoughts as well. So we just want to take a moment of silence for everybody and, and for Kevin. All right. All right, guys. And yeah, I appreciate that as always. You know, it was just like I said, it was something crazy, you know, you know, with the, um, it came at a, at a weird time. And obviously, the, the hype of the Black Panther and everybody was talking about that. So the discussion heats up and it kind of was like, we didn't want that to be lost in translation for people who didn't see it or didn't know. So appreciate everybody getting on board with that. But uh, yeah, guys, to, to pick the tempo back up and raise the, raise the stakes a little bit. I mean, let's talk about raising the stakes. I mean, you know, where do we go from here? You know, I'll let you guys give your views of the episode. Like I said, I'm out of words. You know, this is 11 out of 11. Um, I'm calling it now. It's going to be a perfect season. So we might as well get the champagne out. Ooh. You know, it might be the jinx of all time, but I'm calling it. It's, oh, it's going to be a perfect season. The Dolphins are coming. Oh, they don't want to ruin yeah, that perfect way. season yeah, with Andrew way, or so, um, Yeah. You know, whoever wants to lead this off, you guys can give your, your episode depiction. Because like I said, I have nothing more to say. It's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll lead off. So, um great episode as soon as i saw what the title was i knew the big the big uh the, the what was going to happen so mm-hmm. i knew uh mom was sick um was adopted mom was sick and i knew there had to be some connection between her and um you know uh, the daughter of ferrix so i sort of already knew what was going to happen when i opened up this episode but i really liked the way it was done from the droid's perspective so the droid was the one that was really I mean, B was like beside himself. I mean, he was about as distressed and distraught as a droid I've ever seen in any of these, any of these Star Wars films, you know, droids are sad, droids lose their masters. Here was one that didn't know whether he should stay or go. He wanted to go with, you know, his friend. He wanted to stay with uh, Marva, but he knew that wasn't possible. I mean, I really felt bad for him. Um, There was that point and I knew the, the ISB was going to use this to draw Ander out. Um, we still have to see if that's going to be the case. Uh, but um, I like the way that developed. Um, I like more development with uh, Mon Mothma and like more of her trial and really like she's she's stuck. She's stuck literally between an empire and a hard place. I mean, there's really no place for her to move except to break out, to like get out, to get out on her own. So I see how she's going to eventually become leader of this entire alliance um, as opposed to a rebellion because she's more of a, you know, she's a leader. So she's going to be part of an alliance. Yeah. Thank you. Best scene. And I like that it was our opening credit scene. Best scene, new weapon, folks, put a lightsaber on a star on a starship. (laughs) <laughs> what a great idea and i gotta give luthan he is by far my star of this show mm-hmm. this episode the way he tactfully single-handedly took on a granted small imperial star destroyer but took it on broke out of their tractor beam took on a uh, a, a wing of uh, tie fighters and a bomber and had a had Kylo Ren's lightsaber installed on his on <laughs> ship. And I mean, <clears throat> I was like, wait, wait, yeah, I found yeah. that scene a couple of times. Am I really seeing this? And, and you know, T. Mitch, you know, I mean, this guy collects kyber crystals, so he can yeah. do whatever he wants with them. He can mm-hmm. put them, he puts them in his cane. He can hand them out as trophies, as little favors to get people to do his bidding. <laughs> he can install them on his starship. Wow, what a great idea. Anyway, what a great episode. I loved every second of it. What about you, Hitch? Yeah, for me, you know, do you guys know what a, a reprise is? Uh, I, I might even be saying that word wrong. It, in, in a musical, it's when you hear, like, right before the finale, there's usually a scene where they like, recap where everybody is, and you hear all the all the songs that you've heard before in the play, and they all kind of run right. together in a medley. That's what this episode is. And when we see the how... All of the plot, you know, um, little uh, the little plot uh, snippets, right? <laughs> These little arcs, sorry, story arcs. Man, I've had a hard time with that one. 
Uh, these little story arcs all link together at the nexus point of Marva's funeral, and everything is like like stampeding to a head right there, where mm -hmm. e everybody seems to be heading right right to her funeral. And um, this episode is you know getting everybody into place for why are they coming to this funeral? Why are they watching the funeral? How do they all know about what's going on? And it makes what's about to happen, which is you know Lord knows what kind of shootout the OK Corral there's going to be on Ferrix here. Uh, everybody has a itchy trigger finger and everybody's going to the same place. And, uh, you know, Andor feels going to feel like he has nothing to lose as we see from the end, you know, the finale here. Somebody's got to survive, but, you know, they separate, right? Double the chances. Uh, awesome episode that pays off a lot of really, you know, it pays a lot of foreshadowing from early in the series off. Um, I do like this droid character a lot. I sort of hope this is like, this is, you know, that Alan Tudyk droid, like the brain, you know what I mean? We've seen how you can move a brain from one droid to another kind of, we saw, uh, you know, in the solo. So I really like this episode a lot. Is, is this one the only one that's slightly less? <sighs> I was thinking that this episode was maybe a nine out of 10 and then, mm. and then, <laughs> goodness gracious. And then. Say it. Team Mitch is just like independent thought. No, no. But for me, it was a nine out of ten or so. And then Luthen dropped the hammer, literally, kind of. <laughs> well, I always thought would be the way to beat that, right? Just, oh, just, well, just throw a bunch of bombs at him, <laughs> just suck him right in and blow. So, right, uh, that's really cool. So, uh, Ken, you really liked the uh, the shipside Darth Maul effect lightsaber, and. Mm -hmm. To me, I, I preferred the, uh, you know, the like the gravity well bomb sort of thing that uh, Luthen was going on using the uh, the acceleration of the tractor beam against the Imperials. So uh, to me, that that elevated the episode significantly. A really awesome, really good looking space battle, uh, which you really want to see from Star Wars. And now we're we're all primed and ready to see what happens, you know, on Ferex next week. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, um, I'm I'm um I'm not gonna say I'm sort of with you there, Steel City, but um, I it's it's a um it's it's a eleven out of eleven for me and everything. But I, I think I see where you're coming from. The episode started off a little slow, and I'm thinking I'm sitting here thinking, okay, is this going to be the one where it falters a little bit, you know, because things aren't happening like you know as fast enough. We just came off the big prison thing, you know, and then we're coming down from that. You know, how are they going to ramp up or outdo that? Um, this episode didn't necessarily have to outdo the prison stuff because it's basically setting everything up for like the finale and stuff. It still brought, you know, still kept that intensity up um, with like, um, you know, them still not being, uh, even though they got out of prison, they still got to, you know, get to where they're going. So they're hanging off the side of a mountain. You know what I'm saying? That's intense. You know, they're trying to steal a ship, you know, to escape. No, that's still intense. Trying to steal hide from like the empire. That's all that still is keeps up the intensity and everything. Um, the main two things I really loved from the episode was Mom Mothma scene, you know, her and um, you know, Avril and Avril and everything. Um, those two, uh, and her her just having a uh, just just make that decision, and she's come to a point where she's decided, seems like, you know, and wow. Okay, but but what we know where Mon Mothma is up, and we have the questions on what happened to her family and everything. So this is this is like you know part of the the sacrifice and stuff. But it's amazing how the actors play the scene and how they make us still invested, even though you know where they're going. Um, the second thing, like I said, the the um the Luther scene that just brought the episode just way up there, you know. The um the 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 lightsabers you know on the, the on the side of the ship, we knew he was not going to be captured. That's not Luthen's thing. He's not going to be captured. You know, Stellan Skarsgård. I mean, he's not the type to be captured by the Emperor. Hell no. By that guy, mm -mm, not at all. So he he destroyed like the satellite thing. You know, he had the, the toys and stuff in the ship. You know, <laughs> I'm like, where did all this come from? Oh my goodness. Yes, that that like still city said that brought the episode back up to where it needed to be. Uh, so by the time we end off the episode and everything, we're ready for like the finale. It's another it's, it's another 11. It's 11 out of 11. 
So it's interesting because Luthen, like I've never heard of him before this series. So where did this guy come from? Where's right. he? That's not his name. That, yeah. That's not his name. What's what's his name? He's uh, a Jedi. He's some Jedi. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this episode is trying to be very clear that yeah, that's he's somebody a lightsaber. of importance, but who? But so I don't know if you guys caught it or not, right? So this is like Jedi. This is like the ultimate thing that like got me in the episode, right? Did anybody not see the Temple Guard helmet? Where in in his store? In yes. his shop? It was point of day. I'll bring it right. on the screen for you guys. Look. Ah, it's glare. Let me turn this down. <laughs> it's, it's, so for you guys, it's uh, eleven upload, minutes. In, upload a JPEG, dude. It we won't let one. you. It won't let you do it. You can't screen capture on Disney Plus on a mobile device. It's crazy. I know. At least on the Apple. But uh, so, so explain. So there's a there's a temple. It's, it's a temple, temple guard's helmet. Where the hell do you get that from? Like you don't find those. Like like he, all this he's stuff a, he has. He's a collector though, but that's that's Come a thing. On. He's a, he's, a, he's an on. opportunist. He's definitely Come an opportunist. On. He'd find an opportunity to get this yeah, and collect it. Even that yes. even that conversation he was having, like. This is I know that was that was code, but I think this guy's legit like these artifacts he's getting. This is too like it, it's too much of a you know, it's they're all Sith and they're all Sith and Jedi relics. He has like and he knows them, he has them in the back, right? He has holocrons. No collector knows what a holocron really is, right? I mean this guy's pretty serious, so but when I saw the Temple Guard helmet, I went, I went crazy. I was like, yo, what? Because it wasn't in previous episodes. I don't know if it's the Gilroy's doing it or Filoni's like kind of like Easter egging us and sprinkling stuff in. But if you notice, every time they go in a store, there's like a big kind of like cliffhanger that you look Something like. Else. Yeah, they always change. And when I saw that helmet, I'm like, why is a Temple Guard's helmet there? Because okay. keep in mind, in canon at this point, they weren't even in it, right? Those Temple Guards weren't in the original canon. So we're sprinkling a little bit more of that Filoni verse into it. So that's what I liked most about the episode. It was subtle, right? I caught it and I had to rewind it. So, d- does he derive like power from this, or in, in you know some insight, or is this? His, I mean, because he is he Sith or is he Jedi? Mm, he's he's gray, right? Because he said he's been angry and like has this like I don't. I know. mean, if you see if you see what happens to the Jedi Order, happen to the Jedi Order, and you're a you know a Jedi or maybe a failed Jedi or whatever. And you know you're, you come back. It would make sense for you to have rejected the ph- philosophical teachings of the Jedi Order as constituted at the end of the Republic, which and go on the military be. side of the thing, like the detective right. military side. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like, and this is just <clears throat> there's a big change in how Obi Wan Kenobi acts toward Anakin Skywalker after he watches him kill those kids, and I just feel like that's information that once you get, like you you, you can't uh, it's, it. It's right? it's that plus ends justify the means now. And and maybe correctly, right? Like I'm not here to I'm not here to judge that sort of thing, right? The way people react to to, to uh, those sorts of provocations, it's none of my business to make a moral judgment there, especially in a fictional universe where, frankly, the government has been. I don't know if you did you guys hear about this. The government has been subverted by the Lord of the Sith. Yeah. Ta da! I don't know. Did you guys know this stuff? Oh, congratulations! You win. Wow, wow. he's figured out Star Wars. What? <laughs> I'm worried about this Palpatine guy. I think he he's not gonna. I think he's gonna want to cling on to power. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. More like power all good narcissists, right. like all good narcissists do. You know, <laughs> she. Oh, she. <laughs> the galaxy would be nothing without me. Uh, ah, she. Oh, DP, we haven't heard your token line. Which oh, is, uh, you you know I hate the Empire, man. There we go. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, the yeah, Empire. Yeah, yeah. Like, there we go. There I we mean, go. they're like the bane of my existence and stuff. But why? Why? Oh, Tell me why. They're organized. They have cool uniforms. <laughs> lots, lots of technology. You love tech. You're a nerd. <laughs> Way to sell me on Empire. Hey, that's a good... <laughs> I will. Cool technology. So, neat uniforms. Follow the rules. The genocide of, of sentient species. The Empire. Yeah, as long as you follow the rules, okay, keep going, keep the going. Rules, you get, you know, on on program. Do what you're supposed to do, and, <laughs> on and program. You, you, you'll get through it. You'll get through it. You want to be a stormtrooper? You want to be a stormtrooper? Cool. Here's a blaster. Here's a cool armor uniform. All kids look up to you. You want to? You want to fly? 
You want to join? You want to be in the Navy? You want to fly a ship? Yeah. Come on, yeah, yeah, the Empire. No. Leave the stormtroopers yeah. alone. Leave your morals. Leave your morals we'll at the door. your home. Leave your morals leave your at, the moral at the door. Follow know, orders. Move on over to the dark side, and, and do what you're supposed to do. Follow orders. Like have yeah. some flavor in your food tonight, on Sheev. You can <laughs> hang with uh. Yeah, you can hang with Cyril. Yeah, Cyril. The creep, bro. Cyril's a creep. He's a creep, man. This weirdo. He's, he's, uh, the, the thing okay, let's, is, let's talk about him. Let's go around I, the room. I let's feel, talk about Cyril. I, I feel that they could do more with him, but every time he comes out, it's like, dude, you know, you're just so angry. You're just so right? something about you. And, and then your mom is just like, just, you know, I mean, you emasculate. You just, right. and, that, and, that, and that's it. Okay, I'll say I'll say one name to you, Norman Bates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. So, yeah. what happened to Norman after his mother demasculated him? He became his mother and became more powerful than his mother, and mm. ran a business. Mm. Very well, successful not. hotel. Let's not forget that you don't want to take that away from yeah. Norman Bates. He was leave a really good hotel, yeah. at the door. Just leave the fact that he's a killer, you know, serial um, at the door and everything. There are good aspects to him. Keep going, Ken. Yeah. Well, no, I'm telling you, and you're right. There are good as aspects to Norman. He's he's helpful. He runs the hotel. He doesn't kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just a few one star Yelp reviews in there. Just a few. <laughs> just a few. But he always. What does he always do? He always keeps his mother in his mind, and and that's very important. Yeah. Yeah, Innkeeper is very courteous. Five stars. Murdered me. Yeah. One star. I don't think uh, Norman uh, stole credits from his mom. <laughs> from his mom, me. You have to say in, he put her in. Yeah. He put her in a in a in a in a freaking fruit cellar. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't rob her though. He at least he left the money yeah, there, he right? Didn't rob her, but yeah. he, well, he did take the business her. from her. I mean, you know, is identity and, theft robbery though, T Mitch? Can be. Mm. Well, he does have like an obsessive type personality, considering you know he was stalking, um, you know the um, Deidre. Yeah, Deidre and Carla. Listen, and but that obsession is such a is such a like um a meditation on on the way like your mother influences you. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Maybe not uh, all of us here, because none of us, of course, would be susceptible wow. to these things. But this character, for instance, has this this mother that's overbearing and mean and like demanding. And just very cold to, to him ultimately, but helps him out anyway. And he has sought out exactly that in Didra. Yep. Exactly that. And he is like obsessed with her approval in a way that he is like, he's almost like resigned himself that his mother will never approve of him no matter what he does ever. But, but Dedra, maybe she will. And she has to be tougher than his mom because she works for the IBS. ISP. <laughs> Okay, I gotta, I gotta, um, <laughs> you know, and Steel City, you said it, you said it like Deidre is, is the exact personification of his mother. And, and it's mm -hmm. something that he can, and he can get more from Deidre than he can from his mother, but Deidre is going to treat him like his mother does. She is going to belittle him. She is going to chastise him. Yeah. And he needs that. That's his motivation. Yeah, just the way he likes it. That's the way he likes it. You know, bam, bam. sad boy, and he likes it's to hurt. Fifty Shades yeah. of Um Cyril, right there. You know, so interesting character, and we haven't seen him explode yet. We haven't seen him truly grow to his. You know, what what is he going to do? What's he going to do now? He knows. He knows that Ander is going to go to this funeral. I think he knows more than Deidre does at this point. He's got more information. So, yeah. I mean, I see this next episode. I see him, like, breaking out somewhere and, like, helping helping the ISB, like, hands-on. I mean, something. Something's going to get this guy into the Empire. He's going to get that sergeant killed. That's what's going to happen. That guy's going <laughs> to get shot, like, right away. You know what I mean? Because this, this is the type of show that, would do, that has been, like, laying the groundwork of this guy getting, like, unceremoniously wiped off the face of, of the, the galaxy. You know what yeah. I mean? They're yeah. setting it up. I really—that's a check. They haven't. I'm not saying they wrote it, but I am saying they've—they've they've said they're gonna write it. Yeah, it's, 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 it. it's definitely there. Well, I mean, but, isn't he basically the main protagonist to Andor for this first season? I mean, why don't they just end him? I hope he smokes him personally. 
I mean, he's Andrew basically the main spokes Daryl. You talking yeah, about Daryl? Yeah, he's the main protagonist for the for this whole. Uh, yeah, moment. I mean, to, well, yeah, since he's been obsessed with Andor, but I don't, I don't like I said, I don't believe they've done enough with him. I mean, really, yeah. the only people he's interacted with the whole season, for the most part, is his mom and Deidre. You know, I mean, besides some of the stuff he did at the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't really been, you know, too many places. I mean, he's been with his mom like this whole whole season. <laughs> Ever since yeah, he has weird little Captain Crunchberry things that look yeah. like Aldron. It looks like somebody mixed up like uh like a, a Trix and a Cocoa Puff. And I don't I just don't think that's gonna I just don't think that would be great. But maybe milk. I'm wrong, maybe I'm missing the boat on that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we see that blue milk with um yes um blue milk is famous? Yeah, okay, all right. It's an that's right. an episode four, so you're right. You, you are correct that that is a hundred percent a throw to that. And I think I think there's blue milks, there's somewhere else, it's somewhere else. Well, well um, Luke, Luke had it, you know, in um yes. that's right. Yeah. Well, Luke was oh, drinking it came from the uh the breasts of that whatever that was. Oh my ah, god. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, what, go. what uh, that was uh episode Skywalker, yeah. you know, he's milking the thing. That's still canon. That's still canon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it was. laughs> Definitely a canon of some sort. But that blue milk has been through every prequel now. I mean, I think they drank <laughs> does does he do that or does he know? I did that. I did that. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what a rambunctious night tonight. You guys are funny. You guys are hilarious. But let hey, let's uh, get back okay. to um to 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 um to Luther shit, man. Oh my god. Come on, guys. Like, where did that come from? How does it? How does he have all those toys like the Joker says in yeah, Batman? Yeah. You know, where did he get all those wonderful toys? Like, I, I like, I like how they introduced the new tech, but it's some kind of like, it's some ways like devalues things, you know, because like, what? where was all the? No, because like, where was all this stuff? In my mind, no. he, it's cool that he has it. He has lightsabers. He has James Bond. He's the James Bond of this whole yes, story he has, right? because he he's the one that's James funded, Bond, yeah. and he's got the cool. He's got he's got a James Bond car. And, and you know it's throwing ball bearings out the back, and right. it has like essentially little, like if little, it had those things that went out and like messed with your tires, like like from tax, yeah, right, Boom. yeah. I mean, I feel like we'd be right there. And then of course, you know, I, I mean, a gun, like James. I mean, right. putting a gun on a car isn't like you know. So he's got the high tech spaceship. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 it is, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's cool. I think that's totally fine, and, and they don't overdo it, right? One no. thing that I I do like that he has is a Siri. I think it's good that he's got a Siri installed to make right. this. It makes things a lot clearer. They don't have to have a Wookiee next to him for him to yell orders at. Uh, you know, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to yell at a Wookiee and make the Wookiee feel like they're not doing their job right. But all of us, I mean, and I will guarantee all four of us on this uh, on this show right now, yell at a computer like three or four times a day because it didn't hear us or didn't understand us. We just let it go. Like, don't you? I mean, I do that. GPS. I mean, I I will tell GPS they're wrong. (laughs) Will you will you make a purposeful wrong turn just to tell it it's wrong? Yeah, (laughs) recalculating. Keep on recalculating. (laughs) Recalculate all you want, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I will say this is probably the most Star Warsiest episode out of all the episodes. You know. This mm. is the one that felt more yeah. like, you know, the most like, because we get like aliens and stuff. I mean, we get like yeah. other, not aliens, but other, you know, beings and stuff. Really non-humanoid. Non-humanoid yeah. okay, in the yeah. series and stuff. That's actually participating in like the dialogue and stuff. So that was real. That was real decent to see. Though. We did. We had a mini space battle. I mean, it is. It was Star Wars, right? I mean, that's really the first really, you know, space battle we've seen in a while. So it was, they didn't do too much, as you said. They made it kind of... um I mean, they made it believable in my eyes. I mean, I understand what Hitch is saying as far as like it was a Batmobile. When they pulled the lasers out, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> it was it was cool, but I was just like, "Where does this come from?" Like, it's you know, perfect. you guys right? got all the toys. Yeah, they're sitting there like, "What the like, yeah. hell is going on?" When it happened, yeah. Then he and, jumps out. He was I mean, precise. He was precise right? with it. So how how in control do you have to be to? spin do a barrel roll 
and slice two TIE fighters apart. I mean, Maybe out of the force? how in tune with things do you have to be to do Maybe that? Be force sensitive. You probably got to be very plugged in. So plugged into that's something. what you're saying, T. Mitch. He's like he's a stealer. He steals from other sources to a benefit stealer. himself. I thought this was a Pittsburgh reference, to be honest, but I got you. Yeah, I he's like, a stealer. He's always turning over the force. I was about to mute his mic. Going three and six, just like a football team <laughs> on it. No, 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 no. I didn't mean anything like that. I mean, he's a, he's, so that's the wrong word. What's the he's right not, word? He's, he's the right word. He's <laughs> okay, what word? If you're scavenger. You power. You steal power. You steal yeah, the he's ability. He's a scavenger. A sca so, okay. a scavenger. Okay, he's a force yeah. scavenger. You're so maybe scavenger. he's not Sith. Maybe he's not Jedi. Maybe he's just... <laughs> I love hey. Luther. He has all of it, man. I mean, that's that's my guy right there. His, the way he gets out of situations, he's he's straight talking. He they and they was about to let him go, you know. But right. the one guy was just like, mm, "There's something about that ship, and he's not acting right." Let's pull that tractor beam and get on and um, <laughs> let's investigate this guy. Nope. Luthen is not nope. getting caught. Mm -mm. And you're like a cop and you're like, all right, I'm going to pull over this, like, you know, I'm going to pull over this hatchback, pull over this Prius. And all of a sudden, you know what I mean? The back half of it explodes and your car stops. <laughs> you're like, what? Why is that? What? Is that? <laughs> what? I, I like, to like use the Prius. I like yeah, that. Yeah, Prius are like, or maybe like, maybe a better one's one of those old wood panel station wagons. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, wow, well, what's going on with this thing? It's weird. Why is it out here? Like, it's in the middle of nowhere. You're like, ah, pull over. I want to take a look at this. I just and the back thinking. opens up, and they shoot out all your tires and drive away. You'd be like, what the heck? Right, like, right, no way. Right. I, I, either the Batmobile, I just kept thinking about, like, Knight Rider, Michael Knight, you know, just yeah. pressing. It really was Knight Rider because he talked like to that. it. Yeah, yeah, you know, just something to just, just get out the situation. Kit will not be caught, you know. Mm -hmm. Countermeasures are ready, Michael. <laughs> Fully charged. But Luther, I mean, he has so much plot armor on him. You know this guy is not going down. You know he's not being captured. He is the thing that drives everyone. You know, he's 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 going at um Saul Guerrero and stuff, you know, pulling the gun out just to make him listen and everything. And we know how um a ruthless saw is and everything. So for him to back down and actually listen to Luther, Luther has some armor around him. Okay, he's not going down anytime soon. In fact, I mean, if he ends up dying like next episode, I will be kind of sore and um, sad. <laughs> no, he's he's he's, he's going to be there till however many seasons they go. If they go four seasons, Luthen's there till the end. I really appreciated Forrest Whitaker in this episode. I think he brings so much depth to Saw, and yeah. you know, seeing seeing Saw like on his. You know, because we we watched all those cartoons, right? So we have we're ventilated up and stuff. Yeah, on his journey yeah. to that, right? Like we know yeah. the end is like fake leg ventilator. Like he's he's gonna have a bad a bad good. day in his yeah. future, at yeah. least one. <laughs> you know what I mean? We can just write that down because that's it's like Chekhov's Chekhov's uh, ventilator, right? <laughs> we know he's gonna end up on one. So something weird's gotta happen to him. Uh, I love that scene. I think I think Forrest Forrest Whitaker just does such a great job. Uh, it brings, I mean, he really brings this A-list star quality to this, to this story that gives it a lot of depth, right? Mm -hmm. And makes you, makes you feel like it's, it's a movie size. Uh, you know, he's, I mean, he's, he's an Oscar winner. You want an Oscar yeah, he, for that? He's, he's, a strong, he's a strong actor. He's a, he's in, he's, he's intelligent. He gets into the character and he does mm -hmm. what he needs to do with it. I mean, you could throw him into anything. I mean, I've seen him as a cop. I've seen him as a bad guy. I've seen him as a, a you know, a, a criminal. So in Saw, he's got all these abilities kind of mm -hmm. built in. And what was and like you said, this this was the first episode we saw him. He was animated. He was still a regular, regular guy. I mean, he didn't have any deficiencies. He he had his armor on. He, no no respirator. He had his legs. He was animated. He was like saying, you know what? I'm going to do what I need to do, but don't tell me what to do because I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, I mean, he really stood up to losing. And I see how that relationship is pretty strong because you've got two, two alphas, but they rec they recognize the power that each of them have and they both need each other. 
Yeah, and yeah. Luca knows how to play Saul too. You know, he knows yeah. how to get yeah. you know, push push his buttons and get where he needs to go. That's why Saul ended up, you know, okay. Well, we for the greater good, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. to get yeah. them to that the air point. support, the air yeah. support. I really thought that. Um, I really thought it was a point to where maybe Saud kind of like realized like I'm crazy, but this guy's crazier than me. Like when he told him that like yeah this is a sacrifice. And he kept saying 30 plus one instead of saying 31 for, I don't know if that was an Easter egg, but 30 plus one, 30 plus him. And I was just like, so I was like, there's no way you're going to sacrifice him. And he's like, no, but we are, we have to. So when he realized that like the, the gravitude, yeah. right? The gravitude of this and you know, that, that would even lead into Mon Mothma's decision. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. how, yeah. you know, how that, and that, that's tough, you know, how, how crazy leading into that kind of point, it, I felt like, you know, it, it's weird because you have all these emotions, these shows, but like for that point where like, you know, as a person, as a, I'm not a girl dad, so I don't have daughters, but to like, to think that somebody has to go to the lengths of like basically sacrificing your daughter, right, for a greater cause, like, I mean, I'm sitting there like, yo, this is like ridiculous that you have to basically sacrifice your child. Granted, they don't have a good relationship and it's not strong, as you can tell, but she still knows it's her daughter. And the fact that she knows that she's going to have to use her as a piece on a chessboard, you know, as a, as a pawn, you're going to have to sacrifice her this early. I just, I when, feel for her. When, when, are... when, when you see, when you know that how the Empire works and stuff, and I don't know if she knows how the, the lens the Empire goes as far as like wiping out planets, cleaning them out and just, you know, you know, making enslaving folks, <laughs> you know, whatever. But when you see the future or the potential of the future in front, then I guess you start making decisions. So I, 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 I've never been in that situation, so I, I wouldn't know. But I can imagine what the character is going through, right. you know, um, you know, going through trying to decide on um, sacrificing her daughter for that and everything. You know, um, it's, it's, it's a hard decision. But I mean, we we see it on like Game of Thrones, House of Dragon stuff. Yeah. They do they did it back then all the time and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, from the houses and, and yeah. I I didn't quite understand why Mon was so against. Uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, the thug. Why why was she so against that? At first, yeah. I mean, I mean, on account of he's probably going to hold her hostage, and then he can make you do whatever. Whatever he wants, because he has your daughter. Well, he you know wanted saying, he wanted to, he wanted to merge the families to make right. a more powerful house. That's the way you say it, but that's not what he meant. He didn't uh, mean as equals we'll move forward together. He meant I'm going to be in charge, and my grandkids are going to be sitting on the equivalent of the Chandril okay. throne, right? right? Right, right. So, but he said that, but then he also said, "I'm going to give you the credits. I'm going to give you the the the, the monetary." <laughs> need that you have i'm going to clear all this out all you have to do is let my son marry your daughter and I, I, but it, as you can tell though she's really um as she's grown older not really in the whole the sand drilling the culture right because her mm. cousin says that like why are you going through with this you you don't even believe in this but my daughter does and she loves it so she's already kind of like prepping it's kind of like it's weird because she's almost brainwashing her daughter to like oh yeah that's what you like do it but on the same point, she doesn't want her to do it because she knows the sacrifice. So Mon's playing both sides, which is good, but she also feels the hurt, right? So it's crazy that the character, there's that much armor. You know, we talk about plot armor. I mean, she has so much so much to lose. I mean, we found out she's 400,000 in debt. Like, yeah. come on now. We know that's a lot of money. Yeah, I like that they've set our expectation of what a credit is, too, in this universe by being like, oh, <laughs> like if I, that guy geeks out over 30 grand like it's – you know, 30, like it's like a lot of money. Like it's 1977, 30 grand. Yeah. <laughs> and they're talking about like planetary debt for financing a galactic rebellion being 400,000 grand, like 400 grand. That's 1977 money right there. Yeah. That's not, that's not now money. 400 yeah. grand wouldn't get you a lot of, I mean, I, I'm not saying like I know this because I'm some arms dealer, but I imagine that 400 grand would not allow you to, you know, source enough military hardware to, for instance, you know, uh, rebel against an oppressive empire like, say, Canada. It wouldn't be enough. But it to wouldn't be, be enough to attract attention to yourself. And mm -hmm. the ISB is now looking at her over this 400000 Right. All she has to do is get this money, get it into her account, and clear her name. That's it. Now all eyes are off of her. I mean, that's how I 
that's how I see how this negotiation should go. Is it really that easy though? As we, you know, as we discuss this and kind of look at it, like, right? Do you really believe that this guy can just like deposit somehow for under grand? It's going to slow because. Where's he getting this money? Exactly. And I, right? Where because we we know and Mo, Mothma doesn't, but we know that the emperor is runs everything. That, it, that's not just that the emperor runs the empire. The emperor runs the corporate. The corporate sector is all run by the empire's right. the emperor's we, corporation. We know that. We right. know that, but they don't. Nobody knows this yet. So right. the underworld is all Palpatinian. Like Palpatine yeah. got that control of that first. So or, this or guy huts. or the huts. Right. So this guy, right, is going to be financed by Palpatine, giving Palpatine's money to Mon Mothma. And then it's like, do you guys think Palpatine will find out? Oh, <laughs> no, no. It's, giving her, it's basically giving her a case of Mark Bills, right? Yeah. She, she robbed the bank with Mark Bills and she's going to deposit him. So he's like the guy in the crowd that's like, oh, let's break a bunch of windows. You know, you know, that guy's an FBI plan. I mean, everybody knows that. So, you know, right. don't do that when someone screams to do violence. That's that's a plan for murder. That's a plan. For yeah, murder. don't do it. If somebody that's screams it, don't do it. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good rule, Ken. If someone screams at you to do something, you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah, you don't uh, do it. Unless maybe stop or. Uh, Hold, put your hands behind your back. On program. Uh, <laughs> on program. Not on program. program. Okay. You know, I think one thing I think that's interesting is Mothma's kid is sort of susceptible to traditionalism and like this parochial conservative, you know, uh, wanting ties to the past. I think it's common in these, in these repressive regimes for, if you're a kid, you grow up during those regimes for those things to, you know, rub off on you and for you to become more interested in those, um, you know, those sorts of things. Like, uh, you know, uh, I think this, I think this is very clearly a parallel to a fundamentalist religion is what I think they are meaning to, uh make the chandrillon you know uh cultural whatever this is you know what i'm saying uh they're wanting to connect it to to what it's like if you are you know um a 15 out of 10 of in a religion you know what i mean not a mainstream a practitioner but someone who's like an ascetic who you know lives in a monastery for instance right or something like that makes sense yeah no, I mean, yeah, it's it, this definitely, as we discussed, was, I mean, it was it wasn't it was a little shorter, you know, but um, it's one of those things. I, I, I mean, and I kind of agree with Hitch. It was a, it was a nine point. I mean, this is the closest. This is one of those like nail biters. This is one of those like fourth and goal, one second, you know, and they they punch it in. I mean, it, it was a it was a nine point five, and there were a couple things to keep it at that ten. But if anything, I mean, this was the one that was you can say it was you know not as sharp as yeah. the most. You know but what? I feel like it's oh. it's only fair to judge these two together. Like you have to because yeah. they ha- they're mm-hmm. they're a couplet. You know what I right. mean? This right. is all yeah. setting up the right. threads that will be resolved in the next right. one. And because yeah, exactly. it has less like, I mean, it's less satisfying because there's less resolution, which is just right. what this part of the story is. So I, I feel like it's as good as the episode before that episode can be. Right. Right. Exactly. I'll give you the half percent right now. Oh. Okay, Cassian. What what is the one thing that we remember him doing as he ends his life that we got in this episode? Uh, on the beach. Yes. Yeah. The man has a. You know, thinking. Yeah. He has mm-hmm. a tendency to find peace mm-hmm. in in looking off into a sunset over a beach, and who the hell doesn't want to do that? Like I'll do that all day long if it means. The last thing I see is a, a beautiful sunset with 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 my wife, with my family, with whoever I have last with me. Yeah, I'll take it. And we've yeah. seen that a few times in this in this series, and that directly connects to Rogue One because what's his end? His yeah. end is staring into the sunset on a beach. Right, yeah, waiting for the beam to come, you know, to take and it. It's, it's beautiful. It's a moment where you see him as he's us. He's he's you. He's me. He's just a guy. He's just a guy who's trying to make his way in the universe. And, you know, I mean, this is a real character. Like, Boba Fett was a real character that we could really, like, dig into. Everyone feels the way some of these characters do. And that's... That's what I think is important about Star Wars is these aren't 
these are, yes, these are artificial characters, but they are built on real, they're built on terrestrial things, things that we can all dig. Right. And and that's what I got. This last, the last scene with him and Mellish, just beautiful. Yeah. The, the conversation that they had, you know, um, with him just asking Cassie and I wonder how many of them, you know, survived. I wonder if there was any more of them and everything. And Cassie yeah. was like, you know, I, I don't know. And I think we're still looking at Cassie or Cassie's still looking at, you know, well, I escaped. I, do I really care about everybody else? You know, right. um, I'm still like, you know, surviving out here and everything. But um, Mellish is just, you know, putting it into him. We got to let people know about stuff that was happening right. there. You mm -hmm. know, we have to. This is our dirty word. Spread you know, the rebellion. Yeah, this, this, you, you, you knew, you seen everything there. You got to experience all that stuff. You know, you was taken, you know, basically because you did nothing, you know, and made us into like a slave and everything. Um, we got to tell people, we got to inform people on everything that's going back there and stuff. And I think Cassian really makes his turn right there on, okay, now I actually have a purpose. You know, so mm -hmm. now we're about to see whatever's going to happen this ep next episode is going to really put Cassian in, in that in, in in that rebellion way to where we end up seeing him in row one. Right. Word. I, mean, I certainly wouldn't want to be one of his buddies on uh, on on uh, on Ferrix. That's for sure. I mean, goodness gracious. It, it, we know that he's like this, uh, you know, <clears throat> Uh, give me liberty or give me death re revolutionary who's willing to shed any sorts of blood, you know what I mean? For his own uh, preservation in the name of the cause. Right. And, and <clears throat> also willing to sacrifice himself in the name of the cause, which, which uh, of course he does. We know that we know that that's the end. So that that's the changeover that's happening here is he, obviously he's willing to risk himself for himself. Mm -hmm. And uh, what an awesome scene when he goes back into that hotel room to get his hidden money. That's still there. Right. Like, yeah, so awesome. Like you he see, he doesn't like, even know who those people are sleeping in the bed. They don't. He, right. he just gets his doesn't stuff. And, Nobody. He just doesn't wake him up. Gets out of there. Right. Which I feel like would be really hard to do. <laughs> after how, sneaking in my hotel room. Yeah. How long was he in the prison? Like a year, six months or so, or a year maybe, uh, maybe uh, six yeah, months. Something. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So it, we could figure it out if we looked. I mean, I think yeah. that because they they flashed the number of days he has left couple times but i don't really it's like six months it's all in binary who knows uh yeah i don't want to i don't want to learn a new language like i'm not some star trek fan you know what i mean i'm not some lord of the rings fan i didn't you know i didn't do this to learn a language Speaking of which, what, one exception one exception ken what did what did uh, <laughs> chewbacca um um what did y'all think of the non-human Anarchian, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so was so are they? I mean, are they canon? Like, you know, have we seen them before? I okay. haven't. No, okay. no. I, I like their little traps. traps. Yeah, I like their traps. Those are their pretty traps. Cool. Were, their traps. Yeah, that's cool. not gonna work. Ah, we'll help you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then during the whole dialogue, they're like, "Oh, we could give them to the Empire." Yeah, uh, dead <laughs> or alive doesn't matter. And then the guy's like, "Wait a minute." They didn't have anything to do with our our problem, so they let them go. Like they went through an entire like cycle of like morals right there. Right, first they wanted to turn them into the empire for money, and now that then they were like, eh, let them go. Who cares? They had nothing to do with our problems. They let them go. Man. Just in that like five minute scene. Hey, gotta so advance weird. that plot somehow. Our heroes cannot get caught again. <laughs> They just let him go. They gone. Yeah, I mean, okay. Not to say I get. I guess the, this is like the most Star Wars episode. Um, and 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 while the care, while the story and character development have been so tight throughout these episodes, I think the way they advance stuff in this episode has been very Star Wars. You know, war. You know, Star Warians or whatever. You know, what you want to call it by that little five minutes you said there. Like what? You know. When we've been used to getting more detail, more you know, more intricacies like in in, in our um, story development and character development, so for them to go from here to here, to point A to point B in such a quick time and stuff within an episode, it's sort of like you know a little, a little 
disjointed, you know, a little mm-hmm. jarring and everything. It may not, it may not bring to bring that 10 down to like that 9.5 or whatever, you know, that we're feeling. But I feel like for me, that difference is pacing. I, I really feel like that yeah. is. And then yeah. to me, I, I like, and I really, because this is, this show is going to be on, and I maybe we should talk about this for just a hot minute. This show has been essentially picked up by Disney to be put on ABC right. and, and Hulu. Yeah. Which means everybody's going to see it, including all of the the sales managers we've ever had, that are going to be like, "Oh my God, is this how I've been acting?" When they get to <laughs> not keep it Am I that rude with my what? employees? If you're sick, tell me. If you're if you've abandoned all hope, shut up. I love that. I love that that speech. I'm so happy about right. it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean that that is a big a big thing that they picked it up for. Um, they they're going to run it on uh, ABC as well as uh, Hulu and Disney Plus. So, um, yeah, that, that was when when uh, DP broke that news. I think I was I saw something kind of brief on the internet and kind of scrolled by and seen it. But you know, to bring that to fact that now are they going to run this weekly on ABC? Like, like I think they or- said uh, when I read a little further. I think they're just going to do the first two episodes to see how they do and everything. And um, I don't know if it's a plan or continue. I'll I think it's just I'll watch it. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just a bridge to get people to get on a platform, you know, get Disney right. Plus to watch the rest of it, you know. So, you know, put the first couple episodes out there and see if they bite and, you know, see if they get some more subscriptions. Of course. I think course. everybody on the planet subscribes to Disney Plus. I mean, Mickey Mouse needs more subscribers. So, you know. Uh-huh. I want to talk about market saturation. Yeah. Hey, hey, wait a minute. You don't, you don't think I want, need more money, do you? <laughs> <laughs> look you know what? Look at my eighth billion. The eighth billion human being was born yesterday. That's eight billion market centers. Eight yeah. billion consumers. We're not touching them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mickey, I'm, Mickey, I'm Mickey Mouse, Emperor Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey. You know, it's crazy. You know, it's kind of like bittersweet, right? This is next week. You know, we're leading into. Um, you know, a U.S. holiday, so Thanksgiving for us. But like, I, I just never thought this would like a show would be this, you know, this powerful. And it's like, you know, it, it's kind of bittersweet because it's the end, right? It's just like, man. Oh yeah, this, you don't want it like, to end. It's like, oh it man, is. it's like kind of yeah. a little bit. Like, we got like, we got season two coming out next I mean, year. But yeah. but right uh, now, it's like we, okay, we, season two we, is probably we, like a couple years off now. We, we yeah. hope it's next year. I doubt it's, it'll it's happen not next, next year. year. It's definitely I'm not going to be. Me, listen, there's going to be other stuff, and I think, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and this we've, I know, I th- I know, I've mentioned this that the stakes are a lot lower per thing, like per Star Wars property now, because if it's like, let's say, and none of us think this will happen, but let's say they, like, we go to next, uh, you know, we go to next uh, episode, and they're like, oh wait a minute, we had they had Andor on this planet, and they all just go to the planet and they're all waiting in the lobby. While the guy like tap dances and pretends like there wasn't a prison break or whatever, right? Like that, and that's it for the whole thing. And then at the end, they find out they shoot the guy, and that's it. The whole season's over, right? We would be like, "Wow, that's terrible. We'd hate it." You know, even even if if that happens, like, what are we getting? We're getting Bad Batch in two months. Yeah, yeah. yeah what do we care? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're right. gonna be all off on something else soon. So it'll be great. We have the uh, what? We have accolades starting. I mean, they're doing some reading and whatnot, so that should be some time next year. Uh, we we forgot about Ahsoka. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming. So yeah. Mandalorian yeah. season, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot. It's just you know what it is. I mean, and we talk about it. We've talked about it on the Marvel end. Like, geez, and the stakes were so high on this. Like, it's almost like, where where do you go from here? You know, it's one of those things. They've done so well with this show, mm-hmm. far beyond what I would ever think. To be honest, I never mm-hmm. imagined this based on what we've seen. Because um, there's never been a letdown. There's you know. There's, if anything, and like as, as we said, this is really the a two parter to a finale. There's really never been like a misstep with this series. Never. So it's hard to it's hard to really rate something like this because we've never seen something like this. You know. Well, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's it, we love it. You know, here on yeah. Farmer and Bonnie BS Nerd Psychopedia, but it's still it's not universally loved. You know, it's still some Star Wars fans out there that's you know says it's, it's, it's a slow burn. It's it's you know. Uh, it's not enough lightsaber action or whatever. It's not their Star Wars and stuff, you know. Um, we try, we tried that. So for nine for nine movies and it didn't work. This yeah. is this is like a you know, it's not like a James Bond movie per se. Although there are a lot of like there's the gadgety right. piece, 
But if it's a lot like an Ian Fleming novel, did you guys ever read like one of those books from like the sixties or whatever? Like they're they're a lot grittier and there's a lot more like <laughs> what? One year, one summer, I worked at the uh, I worked at an ice plant, and um, and uh, you know some of our listenership may may understand this, but there would be times when you'd have some time to let the ice stack up because you were making bigger bags. And I read all of like Diamonds Are Forever by Ian Fleming, <clears throat> and I was struck by how much more like realistic and gritty that James Bond was. Right, a lot less moonshots and a lot more like when they when they like kick the shit out of James Bond, they wore soccer cleats. Like that's the type of detail that he would put into that. You know what I mean? I, I I really feel like Andor is Star Wars answer to an Ian Fleming novel, where you have this this protagonist who is not you know some Mary Sue. You have this protagonist who's not you know no supernatural powers whatsoever, except you know the ability to see bullshit. Very adept at that, right? And uh, and I and I just think that's. That's really a real big change of pace because, you know, quite frankly, Anakin Skywalker's Mary Sue. I mean, for sure, because he's just some some super powered, you know, monster who can go through anything. And, you know, it, in some ways, I could see why you would say Ray is also that, but no more so than Anakin, in my opinion. No more so than Anakin. Anakin so takes like, damage, at least. At least. Well, they gave Ray back. They, Ray had an E tank in the form of so, Kylo Ren. City, I want you to go out and get a copy of Moonraker. I want you to read that. <laughs> and then come back and then say, oh, yeah, I'm going to read a James Bond book, and that's going to be just like Star Wars. <laughs> it's going to be so cool. I'm going to, like, go on the internet and say, oh, James Bond is so cool because I read a book. Hey, that's why we do libraries right, here at the Garbonite Bounded BS people. Support your public library for the love of God. Because not everybody loves uh not everybody loves literature. Like I hate some literature. of us do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I told you I read that book while I was working at an ice plant, man. It's not like that was not that was not some frou frou job, as um as again, you a vast percentage of our listenership can attest to. <laughs> Oh, because our list they they all worked in the ice plant. Yes, <laughs> they they are familiar with the that's, ice plant. That's references. literally true. They will, I will tell you that these ice plant references are playing big with our crowd. Uh, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Don't don't cool me out. Don't kill. <laughs> don't put the chill on me, yo. Just he was working with uh, Doctor Freeze, Mister Freeze. That's a pretty good job. But yeah. you know room, that room was slow. Well, you know, you, if you if you drop five hundred pounds of ice and you're making fifty pound bags, you only make ten bags. You gotta wait for more ice, so you have plenty of time if you're good. Which, not to toot my own horn, oh, I became course. I became competent enough to handle that. So it just didn't take a lot of time. So I read a lot, and I read um, <clears throat> so I read this, I read this yeah. book, I read a, a a Star Trek novelization, and I read the novelization of Rocky too for some reason. All that summer, so wow, you know, whatever. Nice. Wow, I was taking ice that was coming out of the twenty-ton ice machine and dumping it into fifty-pound bags, then double tying it with a tie machine. With your and toe, whatever. right? No, man, this guy here doesn't <laughs> understand the ice business right. at all. He doesn't, but uh, no, guys. I mean, f another fun way to end the episode, right? And that, another impromptu of what it's like to work in a nice. <laughs> There we are, right? With our humor. I mean, we love the soundboards. We love the soundboards. We actually have to get, we have to load up more. Um, we need to load up more sounds on the sound. I'll, I'll leave that to Scott. No, no, no. I, I feel like this, I feel like splitting the power here is, is important. I, I, I just don't, I'm not the type of person that I feel like no, no, should no, be trusted no, with absolute was, power. I was going to be to motivate you, buddy. <laughs> I'm fine with listen. I I dish it out. I can 100% take it. It's fine. No, but I'm gonna think about this all week. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, well, guys. Speaking of, we we have uh, as we alluded to, we have one more week of this. Um, so next week we'll be back, I guess, for our holiday special, right? The the finale of Andor season one. Uh, and then um, as always, we'll have stuff for you. We are going to do an official review. Um, 
the following week. Um, yeah, or we might uh, even we might even do another. Yeah, it, it'll be hard to do both. So we'll probably do Tales of Jedi and come back. Let it simmer down for maybe some of these newer viewers who haven't watched it because a lot of people may be binging it over the the holiday period who haven't seen it. So we'll probably come back to Tales of Jedi and do an overall recap of what we thought of Andor season one. And and by then, you know, that'll be that fourth quarter. Hopefully we'll have some news as far as uh, what we have outside of Bad Batch coming out. So exciting times as always, guys. A lot of things we have planned. Um, we still have a couple of reviews to do on our other channel. So as, as everybody said, please subscribe. Um, to all our platforms, follow our Facebook groups. Um, but until next week, guys, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Oh, stealing Moff Tart. <laughs>